to Strange and Creepy, a podcast about strange and creepy experiences, mysteries, and the unexplained. I'm your host, Celinda Hart. It was June 16th, 2011, and I remember it because we were on vacation. It was a lazy day on Galveston Beach. My husband and I plopped down on some lounge chairs under a huge umbrella, and we planted our bare feet in the sand. It wasn't long before a man wearing a t-shirt with the words Beach Bum written on it came to charge for the rental. He overheard us talking about our stay at the Tremont. The young man suddenly turned. Did you say the Tremont Hotel? Are you staying there? The one located on the Strand in Galveston Island? He asked with concern. (laughs) I used to work there. Oh, but I suppose you've already heard all the stories. What stories? Well, that the hotel is haunted. (laughs) I laughed, thinking he was joking with us but he remained somber. Haunted? Why do you say that? Well, during the two years I worked there, we had a lot of paranormal activity at the hotel. I can tell you from personal experience, strange things happened there. You know, the lobby, when you come in from the front entrance, there are three pictures hanging on the wall, hanging one over each other. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, I remember the the ship paintings. He said, well, every day I worked there, we had to straighten them. You would set them right side up, go about your business, and in minutes, they would go back to being tilted. I mean, if it was one picture, it would make sense, but all three? Not a day would pass by that I wouldn't have to straighten them up, and then they would go right back to hanging on their side. I know the ones you're talking about. They hang right near the elevator. Oh, and speaking of the elevator... You know the first one on your right as you enter the lobby? Well, now that one just has a mind of its own. My husband and I just smiled, entertained by his stories. He talked about something that had happened back in the 1800s and of a traveling salesman who had won a lot of money after playing a game of cards. Apparently, he returned to his room and sometime before the morning, someone had come to his door and shot him dead. His winnings from the night were stolen, and it was fervently believed by employees of the hotel that the ghost of the salesman controlled the elevator, and he could make it open and close at will. Maybe the management, I said, likes to perpetuate that story just to entertain the guests. He shook his head. Uh, I don't think so. Most people I know don't want to stay at haunted hotels. Then he asked us if we remembered seeing the enormous palm tree in the middle of the lobby. Oh, yes, yes, it's huge, impressive, almost touches the ceiling. He described several occasions in which certain guests got unexpectedly brushed by a falling palm leaf. Look, it happened several times. I mean, no one's ever hurt, but a large palm leaf falling from a high altitude, well, that would always startle the chosen guest. Oh, management would do their best to appease them tell you it's like having a prankster ghost at the hotel my husband paid him for the beach chairs and umbrella and we relaxed all day eventually forgetting about the ghost stories that evening after dinner we made our way back to the tremont 
And I noticed the huge, beautiful palm tree in the middle of the lobby that reached several feet up in the air. I smirked to myself, thinking of what the rental guy had said earlier about the hotel's paranormal activity. But in my opinion, a falling leaf was not paranormal. I mean, it could happen to, to anyone, at any time. After a day at the beach and walking all day on the strand, my husband and I made our way to the elevators. So, what do you think about having ghosts at the Tremont Hotel? I snickered sarcastically with my husband. Uh, he's, he was just being funny, my husband said. Yeah, that guy sure has an imagination. Just as I was about to press the elevator button, the elevator doors opened. The button wasn't turned on. It wasn't lit. It had not been pressed. We waited, expecting someone to exit from the elevator. We both peered inside. It was completely empty. Then before we stepped inside, the elevator door started to close, and I yelled, Wait! Just as I was about to press the button to stop the doors, they suddenly stopped themselves halfway, and then they reopened on its own. It was as if someone had stopped the elevator either from the inside or the outside. But the button wasn't pressed or lit. My husband and I just looked at each other and stepped inside to go to our floor. Hmm, he said in a mocking tone, must be the traveling salesman. And we both laughed. It had been a long day at the beach. Both my husband and I had strolled for hours on the Galveston Strand, toured the Moody Railroad Station, and gone to various historic buildings. It had been a wonderful weekend getaway, and we would be leaving the following morning. But we were so tired, and after a long shower, well, I was ready to retire to bed and just get some sleep. But though my room was really beautiful and my bed was comfortable, my sleep was somewhat restless. I tossed and turned the whole night. I felt as if someone or something was watching me. It was late when I opened my eyes and I glanced at the alarm clock on my stand. It was three o'clock in the morning. I tried to shut my eyes to go back to sleep, but I felt exceedingly uncomfortable. I had the strangest sensation that someone was watching me in my room when my husband was fast asleep. Gradually, my eyes adjusted to the darkness. At the corner of our bedroom, my eyesight made out what looked like the outline of a very tall man. At first, it was just a long, indiscriminate shadow. I thought it was the curtains. But eventually, I made out a head, torso, arms, and legs. It was a man staring at me. I thought my eyes were playing tricks on, on me, but I blinked my eyes, I rubbed them, and I looked at the corner of the room again. It was a man with dark wavy hair that grazed his shoulders. He was dressed in what looked like a long grayish blue coat jacket. He looked like he was from a different period in time. In his face, from what I could tell, he looked tormented, disturbed, but he didn't move. 
He wore an awful facial expression, just glared at me. I opened my mouth to yell, to wake my husband, but I, I couldn't verbalize a word. Nothing came out of my mouth. I was in shock. I knew this was not a figment of my imagination. I lay wide awake and could clearly see a tall, angry man with a scowl on his face. And then he started to walk closer toward our bed. I tried desperately to nudge my husband awake, but I couldn't move a muscle, except for my eyes. I could see the strange man approaching, getting closer and closer. I noticed the man was focused on something on my husband's nightstand. It was a wad of $20 bills tied in a money clip and loose change. The man kept his eyes on my husband's money, and as he got inches away from us, he slowly turned. He had deep, deep set eyes and he pierced me with a horrible, accusatory look. We both locked eyes for a few seconds, and then he slowly disappeared. He evaporated like a mist. In the morning, when we went to the front register to check out of the hotel, the concierge at the desk asked if we had had a good visit. I said, yes. I smiled politely, and after a few minutes, I spoke up. Can I ask you something? I blurted it out. Is it true? Is it true that a traveling salesman was murdered back in the 1800s in this hotel? <laughs> she laughed. She said, well, I know that a story like that is mentioned on ghost tours, but it wasn't here exactly. Oh, so there is some truth to that story? It's a well-known story around Galveston, uh, something that took place around the late 1800s on the property next door. It seems... Um, after a long night of playing a game of cards or something of the sort, a salesman won a lot of money. His body was found dead in his room the following day, and his money was stolen. Some people think it was one of the men with whom he gambled that night and went to knock on his door, and I gather when the salesman opened the door, he was shot and killed. It's a strange case, but the murder was never solved. She was quick to clarify the incident had not taken place on the premises of the Tremont Hotel. Oh, but, but nothing like that happened in any of our hotel rooms. Uh, why do you ask? Oh, no, and, um, I had just heard the story somewhere, I told her. I didn't want to say I had seen a man from before the turn of the century in my hotel room the night before. I mean, how was I going to explain it to her or anyone else that I had seen a ghost? And if it was a traveling salesman? Well, he looked like he was searching for something. Was it coincidence that the money my husband left sitting on the nightstand got his attention? Whoever I saw that night was a restless ghost of a man who I believe continues to haunt the Tremont Hotel. This account is part of a collection from the book True Ghost Stories by Celinda Hart, available on Amazon. You've been listening to Strange and Creepy. I'm your host, Celinda Hart. If you would like to share a strange or creepy experience, send me an email at celindahart at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>